This is Shane Taylor, CEO of Shane Taylor Promotions, and you are listening to the Urban Wrestling Network. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is Urban Wrestling Network. Today is not just like any other day with us. It's a special. I'm running with, obviously, my man, the Conquito Papi himself. And today, he's either left or he's right, as the man says himself. I ain't sure. But this man... It ain't a, none other than Shane Taylor, ROH superstar. And that's what he is. He's a superstar, people, in his own right. He makes his own history. How are you, Shane? I'm, I'm good, man. I'm blessed. Thank you guys for having me. Appreciate it. Oh. No, nah, no. Nah, I'm, I'm super excited. When, when Butcher was like, yo, we're going to have Shane Taylor the champ on i was like get the fuck up yeah you know what i'm gonna say what i want i'm like yo i was bugged out. i was like oh no way and he's like bro we we got him and i was like man we're gonna get it in um butcher please uh you you go at him i got a million random i don't know even if they're really wrestling related questions i'm like i'm like i'm like this is shane taylor i'll be like i'm not messaging this guy for ages i i actually i mean i've been watching you for a while but i mean i mean i'm i'm like I'm like, well, my missus was buddy buddies with Rickland Stevens. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, well, I'll see if I can be Rickland's friend. <laughs> so right. I, I go like Rickland and I was like, oh, Shane Taylor. Okay, okay. Right. So, I mean, right. listen, I mean, I know you're, you're, you grew up in Cleveland. Um, right. Tell us a bit about growing up in Cleveland. Um, man. <laughs> Uh, where to begin with that one? Um, we we have a saying in Cleveland, especially on the east side. That, hold on, my daughter is screaming. <laughs> Give me one second. Give me one second. Hey, you won't be the only one. <laughs> kids are gonna be kids. Oh, absolutely. But uh, nah, man. Listen, for everybody, while we have a little uh, dead spot, I'm excited for this one, man. I mean, this guy's the champ. You know, I mean, he. He's putting in work. I, I would put him, you know, to be honest with you, there's not a wrestler in ROH that I can't see him beating. I mean, let's be honest. Dude, this is where I'm going with this. This is where I'm going with this. You you know me and heels, dude. You know me being the best the best VHITV. This is like a man I would I I'd hide under the carpets. <laughs> I'm fucking with this dude. Right, listen. Listen, I hope he's ready because we're not going to give that carbon copy bullshit interview that people like to do. You know what I mean? Like, you know what, Conquito? Unlike some, we don't have holidays. We work all day. And you know why we work all day and all week? Because wrestling never sleeps. Facts. The big home facts. Welcome. We can edit all that in post. <laughs> <laughs> it's good, uh, man. I got two kids. He's got kids. Right. She usually you know? sleeps longer. I just I'm like, why is she screaming right now? Like, all right. <laughs> uh, um, we have a saying where I'm from, and that is you're either from Cleveland or you're not. And what that means is there are certain things you grow up a certain way, and it's different than any other city. You know what I mean? Because Cleveland's sort of this like it's a major city, but then it's not too. Like it's not a Chicago, it's not an Atlanta, but 
when you talk about, especially where I'm from, the east side, right? When you talk about per capita crime rate, per capita violence, per capita, per capita drug, you know, all all the statistical things that they rank cities in, the east side of Cleveland, Ohio is always what they measure. They don't even measure the whole city. They talk about this specific area. And it still ranks up there because that's what that's what goes on there, right? So coming from that background, coming from that er area, seeing the things that I've seen, things that my friends were involved in, family was involved in, you know, I tell people all the time, I'd probably been to 100 funerals by the time I was 14. You know what I mean? It, it changes the way you look at the world. And for me, it makes you grow up very, very fast. And for me, I appreciate that now that I'm 35 to go, I grew up ready for the world, you know, at a very young age. I knew what the world was. I'm not one of these people that is ignorant to how society is, to how the world works, to how different things work. I know exactly what this game is, right? Mm -hmm. So that prepared me for that. And so all of the things, all of the negative eventually for me turns into a positive because now when I go to the ring, I get to let people know that I, I'm from the east side of Cleveland, Ohio. And what that tells them is that I've been through the same things you've gone through. I've seen the same things. I've been a part of it. I've seen from top to bottom what that city, what that area can do. And I am still standing here. I am still one of the very best in the world at my craft. I am still successful. You know, and if I can do, and I'm nobody special, I, I will let people know that right now. I am nobody special, but you know, I refer it. I referred to the Jay Z lyric. You know, he's like, and nothing really to it. Just had the balls to do it. You know what I mean? And that's all it is. You know what? I'm gonna disagree when you say that you ain't nobody special yep. because, no, okay. no, real talk. Because on mm. just what you said now. It makes you special. Like, if we didn't even know your wrestling thing, but you're a productive person, and you're giving people a blueprint of how you could be successful and get out of the grit, you just did that. You know what I'm saying? Like, and my question to you is, coming from where you're from, I get it. But that moment where you knew that wrestling took you somewhere, what was that moment that you said, damn, all that shit that, that fucked with me for years I made it. And I, I'm curious what that moment was where you felt you made it. Um, that's a great question because I, I've been able to do a lot of cool things. But in my mind, I haven't made it yet. Um, wow. And it's because great. I'm not the Ring of Honor world champion. Yeah. I'm not the number one guy. I am not the go-to. I am not the top of the marquee, that to me, once I reached that mountaintop, that only one other person not like myself- your, Not your been, pinnacle right now. Exactly. Only one other person like myself has ever made the history I'm trying to make, and that's Jay Lethal. Mm -hmm. Until I'm able to do that, I haven't made it. And even probably after that, I haven't made it because then I have to go about the business of proving why I'm the guy, right? Mm -hmm. Of showing the entire world Every wrestling company, every wrestling fan, every CEO, every whoever, why I am undoubtedly the baddest dude in the sport. Um, and to be able to have that goal and more importantly, be an African-American male in this sport, given its history and doing it 
my way, the way I want to do it, the way I think it should be done, being as loud and as opinionated as I am, that to me will truly be when I fulfill my potential, when I shatter that glass ceiling, when I cement my legacy, is to be able to be that top guy, have that run, and do exactly what I said I was capable of doing. It's funny you should say that, shattering glass, right? Because right. when I first came across you, and I seen the attitude, the just the hard-hitting, just the way right. you were, I, I was like, this is a guy that he, he's, he's felt it. He's, mm. he's, he's lived uh, a, you know, struggles growing up, growing up in that sort of way. Now, I mean, I've been a wrestling fan for thirty-eight years, thirty-eight years, and I've seen people come and go. Now, I think my homie will say to you, "I love heels, <laughs> I love <laughs> heels, man. You, you can stick your faces up your ass. I ain't interested in that, and I'm not really interested in this created. This is what we've got for you, run, nah." And that don't interest me. I mean, right. you're you're as real as they come. Right. You know, so, I mean, when I see you in a ring and I see you telling someone what is going to happen, I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> I mean, that's, Here we go. That That's the funny thing about it, too, right, is so many people who know me from wrestling look at how I am outside of it and then look at how I perform and they go, Oh, it's like you're two different people. And I go, no, the person you see in the ring is the closest to my real personality that you're going to see. Yeah. Everything else outside of that is business. Everything else outside of that is me setting up the foundation and the future for my kids. You know what I mean? This is how I build my empire to be able to pass to them. This is a part of the job. What you see when I'm in the ring, I get to turn all that off. Yeah. I get to turn every filter off. I get to turn every worry off except beating the person's ass that's in front of me. That's how I grew up. So that's, that's naturally where my mind goes. So the easiest part of this job and the part that I get to closest be myself is when I'm in the ring. So what people see when I'm out there is me. That's why I think it resonates so well with people that come from the backgrounds that I come from, because they know that mentality. They know those looks, they know those mannerisms. They know, you know, when, when the mood changes in a fight, you know what I mean? Or when you're talking to somebody and they say the wrong thing and you look over there and go, Ooh, yeah, he, he done fucked up. You know what I mean? Like, they know, they know it's, it's organic. It's organic. What you like, and, and that's the one thing that I try to tell people where a lot of wrestling fans don't understand the separation of wrestling and gimmicks. And then you got people who come in and you know they're from where they're from. You know what I mean? Like, like there's guys like the Low Keys or, or Santana Ortiz. You know what they're about, the Kingstons. With right. you, it's the exact same feel. And people think, wow, this, this guy really worked on his gimmick. No, this is him. Like, this... And, and I'm here. telling you now, if you wasn't <laughs> if you wasn't who I thought you was, because I didn't know, you know, it, until you could talk to you, you know, whatever. But if I didn't know this, I would have been like, nah, man, I can't mess with this guy because I only talk to people I enjoy, you know, who I like watching. And right. everything that 
people don't even understand the walk you walk in with. You know what I mean? Like that that street bop that you got. People don't get it. They just think it's a walk in. Nah, this is who you are. Like and all. Like I think you were the guy back in the days because you're a big dude that I would have been like, hey yo, we got beef over here. You know what? Let's go call up Shane to to grab a few dudes up. You know because he could. You know he could fight all four guys. But um, now let me ask you because I'm a big hip hop head. Right. Are you a hip hop guy? I am, and this and I, yeah. Give me one second here. Get it. Got to feed the baby. Hold <laughs> <laughs> uh, on. I'm curious because he's it. from Cleveland. This is it. See? Family Who's, man. This is what it is, people. Real life. Oh man, I dig that. I dig that. Um, this so, is yeah. Like people think like. Oh, you know, you're you're doing this and that. Life must be like this, man. This is every day. I live no differently than anybody else. I just have, you know, some extra commas in my bank account. Um, <laughs> but hip hop, yes. I, I as a person, right? I'm usually behind when it comes to music, right? I'm the guy that, while I love hip hop, you know what I mean. I'm always the guy that, like, a year after a song is popular, I'm like, hey, did y'all hear this? And they're like, yeah, man, a year. That's usually where, where I fall at, right? So a lot of the newer stuff, I don't really catch on. Not because, uh, yeah, cat, like, man, these man, these new cats, da, 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 da. I, I just, I, I can't keep up with it. You know what I mean? So I'll wait till something catches me, and then I'll roll with that. Um but, you know, lately, as I, I've been seeing sort of the trajectory of hip hop and learning more about myself, culture, uh, different things. And there's a whole rabbit hole of stuff that we can get down. The more I feel as though hip hop needs a reset. It needs something to get back to the original feeling of what it was supposed to be. Right? Because now it's this like corporately pushed again it was a struggle wasn't it the, the, yeah man like, like, it was a struggle right it seems more like a tool to keep the status quo going than it is about art so when you say a reset are you talking like curtis blow and, and them or are you talking like the nas the jiggers and, and like whatever are we talking about taking a reset so yeah i'm talking about like back in the new york you know Back in the New York ciphers, that type stuff, like that, those that that Talib Quali feel, that most oh. death feel, that you know, get, getting back to the essence of what this this was supposed to be. That right? lyrical art. When you take a look at the commercial power and the pop culture influence that hip hop has, imagine, right? Imagine if it wasn't about creating haters around you glorifying every destructive aspect of the culture and instead promoted unity, promoted consciousness, promoted business acumen, promoted things that uplifted the community. Imagine where things would be if hip hop stayed in that direction. Facts. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So to me, that's what I think about when I think about hip, when I think about hip hop. And now that as I'm getting older, what I try to listen to, what I make sure my girls hear me listening to, you know what I mean? Because I'm setting that first example. You know what I mean? 
Absolutely. Had this, and she's pulling out every noisy toy that she can find. <laughs> My fault, Butcher. I took us into a different direction. What you got, Paul? Killing it. So I'm listen. I'm not sure. Butcher looks like he got frozen over there. Um, so, uh, like when it comes to hip hop, and when you said that, I was like, damn. The first thing that made me think of it, and I'm a little older than you are, was uh, right. when Queen Latifah did that UNITY joint. Right. And it's like, if more people, and I'm not saying everything got to be a positive, but at this point, the message has to be real clear. You know what I mean? And we do got to come together. Um, what was the first title that you won that made you say, yo, Shane Taylor's in the fucking building? Um, it was the ROH TV title. You know what I mean? Uh, up until that point, uh, there had only been two other African-American males to win it, which would be Kenny King and Jay Lethal. And then you have me, you know, and I remember that night after I won, 90% of the crowd was, was standing there shocked. Some were booing. Some had, you know, mouths all open. And I looked to the back and there was about 30, maybe, maybe 30, 35 fans there in Toronto who happened to be black and they were just absolutely losing their mind. And it wasn't until that moment that I realized what I had done and the sort of inspiration that I could bring, you know what I mean? And, and what I, I always knew what I was going to represent, yeah. but it didn't hit me until right at that moment exactly how I could inspire people. You know what I mean? So at that moment, once I had that and I saw the reaction and I raised that title, that's when I was like, okay, now we're, we're starting to get to where we need to be in order to leave the sort of legacy that I want to leave. Okay. See, see, that's, and that's the answers I love hearing. You know what I mean? Like, um, also, now, I know you're a boxing guy. We can touch on that with a second. But I right. did hear that uh, you're about to start a wrestling show. Like, I don't know if it's real, but I heard that you're going to be a promoter for a wrestling show. I'm going to be a promoter for a wrestling show? Yeah, that's like something that some random – we put on our Facebook page, yo, like we're going to talk to somebody like Shane Taylor. And they were like, oh, he's going to be a wrestling promoter. And I was like, get out of here. I was like, I never heard of none of that. Nah, nah. Most most of my business stuff, I play pretty close to the vest. There's a lot of things that I want to do, but pr promoting wrestling is not one of them. Um, there's there's a lot of stress that goes in that goes into that. Um, I'm 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 more of someone who would rather work creatively with people than run my own wrestling promotion. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, the things that I do now with Shane Taylor pro Promotions is about promoting talent, not promoting a uh, a, 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 a wrestling company. You know what I mean? So uh, that's that's what this is about. Shane Taylor Promotions is about giving people keys to success, keys to merchandising, keys to building your own brand, keys to creating your own spot, no matter where it is you're at in the wrestling world. That way, when it comes to these business-to-business -to -business talks that you have with companies, because that's what they are, 
it's a business talking to an independent contractor, a, a, another business. And when you sit down at these negotiation tables, if you can build your own spot, secure your own brand, when they come to you instead of the other way around, you now have leverage in this talk. It, it's no longer, hey, well, you're lucky to be here. So we can just tell you any number and you better take it because there's a million people behind you who mm -hmm. wish they had this. You're, you're going, no, you called me for a reason. Mm -hmm. I'm sitting here for a reason. That reason is to be able to, for you to, for you to utilize my talent and for me to have your platform. That's what this is, right? So that's what Shane Taylor Promotions is all about, finding people of like-minded uh, individuals with like minds and showing them how to do that and create that no matter where they're at in the sport. That's what's up. Butcher, right. welcome back, my brother. What's you know what? First thing I said to my son was, if you're going to borrow my laptop this morning, if anything pops up, click OK. <laughs> click OK. So update for Skype. Ah, oh, cancel that. <laughs> I just popped my head in his door then. I said, you know what's going to be funny in about 10 minutes? He said, what? I said, when your router resets. Right. <laughs> Why? What did I do? I said, you just messed up the interview with Shane Taylor. Oh, man. It, it's been going good. I've been running. <laughs> I've been running trying to turn off the noisiest toys that my that my baby has because she's playing them. You know what I mean? so I, I've been like, man. Every possible toy. Listen, kids are a blessing. Kids are a blessing, man. So what you got? What you got for the big homie, baby? Well, 2007, you debuted on the Indies. Yeah. Yeah. Now I can't find a lot of stuff on you in the Indies. Go to your wiki. It's like a big red writing. It's like no, you can't see it. Um, I found a few things, um, but I know you were trained by one Raymond Rowe. Yeah. Tell me a bit about Raymond Rowe, because I hate the Vikings. I love War Machine, but I hate the Vikings. I mean, it's, it's, the, it, it's the same guys, man. Like, I could literally talk for days about Ray Rowe, about what he's meant to me, to my career, my family, our family's couldn't be closer. I mean, you're talking about a guy, you know, blood couldn't make blood couldn't make us any closer. You know what I mean? He's the godfather to my kids. My 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 big brother, trainer, rival, friend. Um he is responsible for me being in this sport. You know what I mean? It's uh man, to 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 think about everything he's done for me and the sacrifices he's made. When he didn't have to, you know what I mean? Because a lot, a lot of people will call you brother in this sport or try to be friendly. And there are very few real people, real genuine people that you find, right? So to be able to have a guy like that who was already making his name in Cleveland and brought me with him, you know what I mean, was Moved down to Texas, brought me with him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Went to Ring of Honor, brought me with him. You know what I mean? You're talking about a guy who they would say, hey, we can fly you from Houston to Nashville. And he said, no, 
I'll drive the 18 plus hours because I'm going to ride with Shane and hopefully I get an opportunity to show them what I can do. That's the kind of guy he is. So, um, you know, my, my hope and all I've ever wanted to do since I got into the sport was make him look like Nostradamus when he told people about me for them to go, damn, he is every bit as good, if not better than you advertised and sit back and watch the grin that he gets on his face, that that cheesy rose smile where you can't see their eyes. Um, it's a weird one, that you know, because I've seen interviews with the guy. Yeah, um, you know, I've seen him and uh, Hanson back backstage, and the way the way they do things in uh, WWE, and I see him having fun with the other guys. Mm. And then, like I said, I came across them as War Machine, right. And like you say, the no facial expression is steel. Mm. And you watch them just do their business. And I don't think I've ever seen a tag team so intense. Man. They're hard hitting. They're just strong style. It's just the way they... And everywhere they've gone, they fit exactly where they needed to be, right? In ROH, they fit in perfectly to the tag team spots that they were in, matches with the Briscoes, matches with whoever, matches with me and Keith Lee. You know, they're they're incredible, right? And then you see their run in New Japan, right? And from all intensive purposes, the stories that I've been told that wasn't necessarily them going to Japan wasn't necessarily supposed to happen. It mm. ended up happening and look at what they did with it. You know what I mean? They made the most out of that opportunity and that's what they do. You know mm. what I mean? They're one of the best tag teams I've ever seen. They're one of the most dominant tag teams. I think in at least the last decade plus that we've seen. Um, yeah, I, well, I would say that I would say that I, mean? I was gutted when they went to WWE. I was, I was, I was really gutted because I think not particularly for them because I think, you know, if the pay's good, then they should go and get it, you know, and things like that. But I think when I was watching them, obviously go through ROH to New Japan, right? I just felt that them two, them two promotions solidified who they were. You know, the hard hitting in New Japan. Right. But but the thing about that is the companies don't solidify who they are, right? Mm-hmm. They solidify who they are, right? So any style that they have, they can translate to any company, yeah. right? But when you're talking about WWE for them, I think they reached a point in their careers where they had checked every box. Mm-hmm. They'd done everything. You know what I mean? Like, it, it would have been great to have them in ROH for another 10 years or whatever the case may be, but they've been there. They've done that. And, yeah. and, and, and both Ray and Todd are both very goal-oriented guys, so they look across the landscape and go, okay, we've, we've won everything there is to win except over here. It's like full circle then, isn't it? Absolutely. They're, they're coming back home. You know what I mean? Oh. It's, it, it's going, hey – there's this one last mountain that we have to climb. Let, let's go climb it. And they did. You know what I mean? 
So I got a question. Yeah, man, I got a question because I'm more curious on when do we get a block bully faction from Shane Taylor bringing in a bunch of street guys and just running over people. I want, I want like a, not a gang culture, but I want a bully, like, but it's got to feel like it's from the block. And, and I really want that so bad. And I think that you're the guy who can not only cut a promo and talk, but you're a mean dude. And I think it'll look official. So when do we get a block bully faction? It's starting, isn't it? That's the West. I mean, here, 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 here's the thing, right? We're going to have, there, there are different, ele- there are different elements to STP, right? There is that element because that's where most of us are from. But we're also all college-educated men. We're all intelligent. We're all, we all have, you know, we all have a savvy business acumen. We all have grown and, and, and progressed to the point where it's not being from the block isn't scary. And it's not scary because people assume that's who you are already, right? That doesn't scare them. They know how to handle you in that frame of reference, from that perspective. What's scary is guys like Jay-Z now. What's scary is guys like Diddy now, who have money, who have power, who have influence, who are able to move the masses with their words. Those guys are scary now because those are guys that you have to be on a level playing field with. You can't put them in a box. You can't say, hey, these guys are from the block, so they're here. No, you have to look at them as peers. You have to look at them as a threat because that's what they are, right? Um, they're, they're a threat to the status quo. So for me, I think, in, in again, going back to the same message that I'm trying to deliver and my argument with where hip where, where hip-hop is, I have to look at who's watching us. Not only my peers, not not only my contemporaries, but the generations after us. What are they seeing, right? I want them to know that we're from where you're from. And there's nothing wrong with being from there. But you don't have to stay there. You don't have to have the same mentality. I think it should shift, Mm -hmm. right? Now, when it comes time to getting down and doing what we got to do, that's always going to be there. Because that's who we are. You know what I mean? But to establish that growth, to, to establish that path, I think is the is the primary concern and responsibility. I couldn't. You know what? I don't even want the block bully group no more. What he just said was absolutely <laughs> phenomenal. Like, that was some real that was some real freaking gems out there. You know what I'm saying? Like, real talk, that was fly right there. I wanna know. Khan, uh, is it Khan? Do you pronounce it Khan? Yeah. Khan and Moses. Who brought, who, who came up with SOS and, dude, these, these two, I look at these and I'm like, holy shit, man. These, these two look bad. I saw I mean, them. Oh, wow. I, I saw them in Maryland. They had already come up with the name. They were already doing their thing. I saw them uh, at Maryland Championship Wrestling. Ron Hunt pointed them out to me. Um, saw them at the at, at the ROH Dojo, and for me, I knew, especially after I had left the Rebellion, 
I had been mentored by Kenny King and Rhett Titus and Caprice Coleman. I knew the next step, the next evolution in my career and how I was going to grow was to be able to do for somebody else what they did for me. You know what I'm saying? So once I started to take those steps, I'm like, okay, this sport is a numbers game. You have to have the numbers on your side, but synergy is everything when you talk about uh, building a championship team, right? And that's how I see STP. I don't see this as guys who work for me or me being better than them or anything like that. This is my team. I just happen to be the quarterback of the team, right? So when it comes to having guys like that who have similar goals, not only uh, career goals, but outside of the ring, when dealing with the community, understanding how they want to represent themselves, who they want to be seen as, what they want to build their legacies to be, all of that stuff is very important when you're building a team to have not not only similar short-term goals, but long-term goals, right? Mm -hmm. So that's what I saw in them, as well as being immensely talented. And I've been Mm -hmm. saying it for almost a year. And then finally, I was able to make that plan come together. We, We walk out in Columbus, ready to rock and roll, and immediately put, you know, the ROH roster and the rest of the wrestling world on notice. And then fast forward one year later, they were, they went from being guys at the dojo that people knew were talented, but they didn't know what, what to do with to guys that now everybody is damn near universally recognizing as the future of the ROH tag team um, roster. And they should be because that's exactly how good they are. I think they're um, real. I think they're I watched you all walk out in them, you know, the, the jackets, and I was yeah. like, oh, shit. It was the a power move. That was a power move. I was Listen. like, wow. I ain't seen anything like this in wrestling in a while. And it was weird because it, it was funny because I was saying to obviously, I, I, I've, I've been working with Rob for a few months. And with right. my last, last people I worked with, I was saying that for a while. We we really need a group. You know, we, we've got the New Day over here. No, I don't like the New Day. You know, no, I, I don't even but, like But them. I want a more kind of, you can relate to us type right. of thing. And that mm-hmm. is the kind of like the way you put yourselves across to me. I was like, wow, this is kind of like heartfelt, life felt. You know, we're, we're from this place. And we're mm-hmm. going to make everyone's life miserable until we get what we want. I mean, and that's and that's the thing, right? Like, where I'm from, the nice guy stuff doesn't work. You know what I mean? It, it, it mm-hmm. simply just doesn't. If you're nice, people think you're soft. If people saw, if people think you're soft, they think you're weak. And if they think you're weak, they try to get over on you, right? Mm-hmm. And in a lot of that. In a lot of cases, that means you're getting robbed, you know what I mean? You're 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 getting held up or you know, or you die. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's it's none of those options are good. So where I'm from, you have to make your point clear, you have to make your point often, and you have to make your point with as much sincerity and 
as much intensity as possible, right? Yeah. Because you have to let people know from, from the gate, this is not going to be something that they want to mess with, right? So that's what we did, you know? And we took some of those aspects that we just talked about, that bully block mentality. We took some of that and applied it to who we are now and transitioned that into wrestling. Because again, this is business, right? So my thing has always been, okay, this is a dirty game. But I'm going to learn the rules of the game. I'm going to master the rules of, of the game. I'm going to play the game better than you. Uh, I'm going to make those rules work for me. I'm going to change the game, and then I'm going to make the rules. So you basically, you're playing chess while other people are playing checkers. I, I think a lot of people are trying to play chess. I'm just trying to be a grandmaster at the game. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, we can both be playing chess. I'm just going to play chess way better than you. Yeah, Facts. yeah, yeah. And I think that's the, the dopest part of it is, I can, like me, obviously, like I said, I'm older than you, so I want to watch on TV something that brings me back home. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have, I'm listen, I got two kids, one's in college with the wife 21 years. Like, I'm an older yeah. G already. But, like, yeah. I enjoy watching home, your home. You represent home. So, I was like, man, I'm, I'm really going to dig this guy and have him talk his shit. But when you started talking about changing the game and then being a boss, I think that's the dopest part about this is you're saying, yeah, mm -hmm. I've been through that. You know what I mean? Like, and you do know, you know, back in the days where if you looked at somebody and you caught an ice grill real quick, it's on and popping. But right. at this point in life, you talking about starting your own promotion stuff, helping people out in business. You know what I mean? Your focus is right. so you're, you're 10 steps ahead of people. And I think that's freaking phenomenal. Like real talk, yeah. I salute you on some real shit. No, no podcast gimmick stuff. Like everything you're yeah. doing, I think is nothing short of amazing. It's looking after Thank life, you. isn't it? Yeah, I think yeah. about it. He's winning. Like mm. people like St. Taylor mm -hmm. don't win. They don't. You know what I mean? Like it's it's a, such a small number. And it, I don't want to use the word statistic, but that's what it is. And right. right now, we're talking to a guy who we're watching on TV. We're talking to a guy who's strapped up. We're talking to a guy who's doing his thing and starting his own businesses. Like, we're talking to a man that's beaten every challenge. And there's still going to be roadblocks, and he's still going to knock them down. And I think that's so sick. Like, on some real shit, that, that shit is fire. Hey, man, I, that, that means the world to me. You know what I mean? And that's, that's all I wanted to do because a lot of people, right, and, and I've heard this from – a million different people and they all have every right to think this way. And they say, you know, wrestling is supposed to provide an escape for fans. Right. And that's true in a lot of aspects. But when I think about every demographic of fan, right. Especially from where I'm from, we don't get to escape anything at no. the end of the day, at the end of that two hours, we're still back in the same stuff that we were in when this came on, right? Yeah. It, it, there, there really is no escape. And especially when you're an athlete, an African-American athlete in this sport, there really is no escape because now you're dealing with it 24-7. So for my, my thing was I don't want to provide an escape. I want to provide inspiration. Yes, I want you to know that I know exactly what it is that you're going through because I've been there. I've seen it. I've done it. And 
while you're watching me, you can see yourself overcoming everything that I'm overcoming. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And if that allows even one kid, even one of my peers, any anybody who's older to get through one of their issues because they saw me do it, then that's that then I've done my job. It's not about providing an escape, at least in my opinion. For me, it's about providing hope. And that's what I'm trying to do. That's what we are all collectively trying to do. Um, and, you know, there, again, like, like you said, there's going to be a million roadblocks still that we still have to crash through. And with me and my guys, the shortest distance between two points is a straight line. So, so we're going through everything. I don't even know how to ask any more questions after that. <laughs> I just I want to I know two Lord years. Me. Two years between 2017 and 2019, that elusive yeah. television title evading you for so long. Mm. And then War of the Worlds. I seen the way that that match was put up on the card, and I was like, holy shit, dude. This is going to be smash mouth. You know, we got Shane Taylor, we got Goto, we got Jeff Cobb. And I'm like, oh my god! Mm-hmm. I was just—he's got. I'm like, I'm like, he's gotta come out with the belt, man. You can't have a, a journey like that and have some of the people you went up against. And I was like, fuck, please God, man. And I mean, and 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 the thing is, coming off both losses to Cobb, right? And really, I I, I feel like ROH. Didn't want me to have another shot, but I had been running my mouth for so long that they were like, okay, like, shut up. We'll give you the shot. Just don't say anything else. You know what I mean? Like, just, just, yeah, just yeah, shut yeah. up. Uh, but that's all, you know what I mean? It, it, it's all a part of the plan. You know what I mean? Like, I knew, okay, if I want to get this done, I'm going to have to be strategic. I'm going to have to be as, you know, just as it intelligent as I am violent. So you watch the match go, you look for your spot, you look for your opening, you capitalize, boom, new new TV champion. I make history, you know, in a match with, you know, three of the best performers in Bro, the world. Is, you know what is I mean? A monster of a monster. 100%. And, you know, I mean, and that, again, and, and the crazy thing is, I've lost singles matches to each of those three guys. Yeah, but somehow we were all in a ring together, and I came out on top. You know what yeah. I mean? So that just goes to show, you know what I mean? On any given day, as long as long as you put the plan in, make it I, this is what I tried to do. Now, I mean, I like I say, forty-year-old man watched wrestling, you know, thirty-eight years, right? And I think the last fifteen years, I've taken a completely different direction in wrestling from watching. You know, only WWE, WCW, and I literally just ventured away from all that I knew mm-hmm. into places that I was just unknown to. You know, right. ROH I'd been watching since two thousand and four, um, in in and out mostly because of you know we couldn't get it in the UK. We had to rely on certain channels to right. get it. Um, New Japan was relatively new to me. 2010, I started watching that. But right. it opened so many avenues. And, you know, your mindset just changed. You know, these big giants over here, 
ain't that that doesn't you know represent just wrestling. Right. There is so much to the you know that them letters and that mm. name. And you know, I, I I think all I've got to say is you know is is really thank you to people like you, you know, and, and that is it in a nutshell. You know, when when I see people like you and you know be Brody Kings, um, you know Rick Titus, Mark Haskins, um, it it just kind of like makes you just go wow, you know. You don't have to be John Cena, you know. Right. And have all this big money put behind you to actually stand out, you know. I mean, it's 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 that, but I mean, let's Cena's put in work, work. man. You know what I mean? So let's so let's not. And I'm not I'm not saying you are, but to anybody that like tries to discredit what he's like, he put in work and earned the machine doing what they did. But that mm-hmm. that's. 99% him, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know I mean? I, what I love most about ROH is kind of what you just hit on, right? I love that spirit of professional wrestling that there is mm-hmm. more out there than just one big company, right? And there was, and there is a lot of pride, especially when people like to talk about the golden era of, ring, uh, of ROH, and you're talking about your Danielsons, your Joes, your Punks, your McGinnises, all these guys, right? There was a air of sort of rebellion with, with them, with the fan base to go, look, y'all may be the biggest names, but we're the best wrestlers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, re, 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 regardless of size, body type, gear, move set, whatever it is you want to judge wrestling on, a lot of times, if you were Ring of Honor World Champion, you were synonymous with being the best wrestler in the world. That's it, yeah. yeah, yeah. And for me, and a lot of the guys now, and, and, and the ladies as, as well, that's what we are striving to get back to. And for me, I think I embody that spirit uh, because I'm, I'm, all for, I'm all for growing the company. I'm all for it being as big as it can possibly be as long as we stick to the essence of who we are and we keep the soul of what we are. And that is to continue to be that rebellious group that knows that we put out the very best product possible, um, put on the best shows possible. Um, And I would argue, again, you could take any company's top 10. I don't care who it is. Line them up with our top 10 in the ring or out of it, and we're the best. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, like that's so, – so thank you guys for continuing to support us. Uh, thank you guys for, you know, reaching out to guys like myself and, 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 and allowing us to have these platforms to speak to you guys and get the messages out that we want to get out um, because that's, that's, that's what this is all for, man. You know what I mean? We all work collectively together to help build something um, that people can, you know, use to get through their day and um, just trying to help. You know what I mean? Shane Taylor, man, I know for Butcher, for myself, for everyone listening, man, we want to say thank you for your time. Mm-hmm. Uh, true. I mean, real talk, this to me was probably one of the dopest interviews I've ever been a part of. And uh, your message is, is such a special uh, point of it. Um, 
Is there any please plug social medias how they can find your promotion stuff like so we could get up out of here but have all your stuff done right? Uh yeah, man. Uh Twitter and Instagram at Shane216Taylor, uh Facebook.com slash notorious Shane Taylor. Um if everybody's in, if anybody's in the merch buying mood, I know it's been a crazy 2020 and the new year is not any easier. Um ProWrestlingTees.com slash Shane Taylor uh, or ROHWrestling.com. Uh, check out the merchandise store. Plenty of great merch there. Shane, Shane Taylor stuff. Shane Taylor promotion stuff. Uh, Soldiers of Savagery stuff. All kind of great stuff there. Uh, again, it's been an incredible 13 years that I've been doing this so far. Looking forward to, you know, another 10, 20 more. Who knows? Like, hey, just thank, you, thank you you're, you're going that way. You're going that <laughs> way. All I'm looking forward to is ROH bringing their asses back to the UK. Hey, man, That's we're what trying, I'm looking man. forward to. We're, it's we're coming. Trying. We're, we're trying. I'm sitting there with the front row with the biggest banner. You're hey, like, man. It's coming. Hopefully, I'm, hopefully just bring I'm, that world title with you. Hopefully, I'm carrying that world title when we oh, do. Oh, yes, you will be. It's coming, so, baby. 2021. So, Ladies and gentlemen, for myself, the champion, the baddest heel in the business, we out of here. One.